Yeah, and uh, USF. I don't. Did you end up going to the USF East Carolina? I know you had tickets. No, I was gonna get tickets, but I didn't end up going. Um, you know, you know, they they're they're a program that honestly needs something positive to happen to them. USF, I that losing that UF game was huge, and it just that was my big concern is they put so much into that game and it let down and it's like literally cost them another two games since um, they were now 41 to seven and a half. Now again, there's a lot going on. That week. They had to move their game to FAU. They probably had to move some practices around. They get a lot of kids from that Southwest corridor. So your mind might be elsewhere. Still forty-one to seven at halftime to East Carolina, and it's it's not getting much easier. They got Cincinnati up next, Tulane, Houston, yeah, uh, Temple, yeah. SMU, uh, Tulsa. I mean, I like them the Temple game, I guess. I mean, they got what one more win? Out of, what was yeah, their over under? I think they get Temple. I think maybe Tulsa. I don't know what Tulsa's doing this it's season. It's at Tulsa though. Tulsa at Tulsa. Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't trust them on the road. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, this team's looking at what two wins. And again, it's like you gotta wonder, uh, Jeff Scott. That would Jeff Scott had three wins going into this season. Leaving the season with five probably isn't exactly where you want to be, especially when you've got an AD at, at, at USF that's really hitting up people for money to try to get some traction on a stadium. You got some new football facilities being built, you know, going two and 10 ain't exactly the uh, selling point you need to uh, turn things around. Okay. You got to wonder where they'll, what direction do they go in? Do they bring a Levitt back or what? Do, I mean, what do they do with that program? What type of hire can they make? Do you go, do you, do you try to take a flashy um, assistant coach at another school? I know they did that with Jeff Scott, but do you, what, where do they go from the from I, where they're I, at? I, to me, I, I think you have to go with somebody that has Florida ties and maybe someone that has a little bit more, a little bit, I don't want to say institutional knowledge, but a little bit more of an understanding of the difference between G5 and Power 5 football. You know, Jeff Scott, I think one of his big issues is that he's trying to he's trying to do what worked at Clemson. And they're two totally different situations. Like, I I feel like he I, – I look at their games, and I, I covered the game against BYU, which was also a disaster for them. For BYU, it was amazing. Uh, and it's that they're trying to almost work in too many guys in the offense. Uh, they, you know, USF had plenty of success with Levitt. They had great success in their final three years with Willie Taggart. And what Willie did, and to an extent what Levitt did too, was he basically put the offense around like three or four guys. Like the guys that, like whether it was when Levitt was there, whether it was B.J. Daniels or Matt Grothy or, uh, or the running backs that they'd had. And when Willie was there. It was Quentin Flowers, Marlon Mack, uh, Dearness Johnson, like Rodney Adams. And that was, you know, and, you know, you had a couple, had a pretty decent tight end. I think a kid out of Ocala, Sean Price, I think was his name. Uh, but, you know, it was just usually four guys, and that was the offense. And that was how, and those were the guys, and you had to stop those guys. Whereas I think Scott, it's like, 
They're trying to rotate this many guys in and out. It's just I don't see there's any cohesion offensively. Do, do, they, do they make a run at a Kendall Bryles? You know that we've talked about Kendall, and we I know his, uh, yeah. his past history. Here's a guy that puts up a lot of points wherever he goes. You know, like I I've always said, if you're gonna lose, all right, especially early on, lose big. You know, get beat if if that East Carolina game's 48-38 or 48-41, 48-45. I don't think fans, when you're down big early in a game and that those points you got were meaningless and you didn't really weren't competitive. I, I just don't think the fans there's nothing for them to hold on to. If you're losing that for that East Carolina game and it's it's a it's a loss, a big loss as far as points scored on both sides but you're only down by 10 at halftime and you're competitive, I think the fans are less likely to turn on you uh, than where you're at right now. It's just, it's a program I think you can still win at. I mean, I don't want to hear you can't win at, at these programs. We will talk about it later with Kansas. You can win anywhere in college football now. I mean, you look at Tulane. Tulane's a program that has way more restrictions than USF and Willie Fritz is winning. So you can win anywhere. It's just getting it done right. You got to recruit. You got to be able to recruit. You know, USF's one of those kind of, I don't want to, it's kind of a renegade program. You got to recruit kids that are power five kids that for some reason, those power five schools overlooked because maybe there was a red flag. Maybe the kid um, struggled in the classroom early on in his high school career. And he, that that's the type of kid that, you know, a Wake Forest can't take, you know, or a Northwestern can't take those guys that are really good but they have red flags and that's where USS made a name for themselves. That's what, yeah. Tag, that's what Taggart did. Um, that's well, what Levitt, did. Levitt, Levitt, yeah. Levitt signed a lot of kids out of Miami um, Edison that were power five kids that ended up at the group of, I mean, Bruce mom premier was a kid that had FSU in Miami and those offers. And he went to USF and became a very good player. And then you had um, uh, this, uh, the, the running back from Miami Edison, you had, um, Mark Dial, I think his name was, he was, he had an Ohio state offer early on. And this is a kid that just wanted to play with his buddies from Edison and, and Levitt understood that he understood, listen, I'm not going to be competitive if I just go and we're going to go out and evaluate kids and they're all good kids and they're all angels. And like USF, you got to take a few chances. And I think Scott doesn't want to do that. He came from Clemson where every kid and at Clemson, you could be choosy. You can't be choosy at USF. You got to honestly take some kids that have question marks and have red flags and you got to accept it. You got to bring somebody on your staff that can handle those kids. Um, you need that one or two coaches that can uh, keep those kids in check. Uh, can be a, not only a friend, but a mentor and almost a therapist for these kids. But you need those guys. And you know that you're not going to win with just good kids at USF. If that's the route they want to go and every kid's a perfect angel, they're going to have a lot more two and 10 or two and, you know, three and nine type seasons. And, and you've got to, and you've also got to be a little creative in the sense that you've got to take some kids that were, that were misevaluated. I mean, who was the kid out of Pensacola that was a center that they turned into a DN? Oh, it was a Georgia. Oh God. George, George Selby. George Selby. Yeah. Like he was a center. He was a center in high school. They looked at him and thought he'd be a DN. And he was, he, I think he still holds the school record for sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, it's a Quinn Flowers, who we both knew was a 
very good quarterback and a tremendous leader, but he was 5'11". Right. And 5'11 was what kept him from being a Power 5 quarterback. And what he turned out to be was a tremendous winner. They took Matt Grothy. Yeah. out of my high school, same thing. A kid that went to two state title games, he was a little short. And, you know, and what happened was he helped them win. I think he probably won 25 games. EJ Daniels. They had that great run. Listen, they should have taken quarter. Yeah, they should have taken a Michael Pratt, who's at yeah. Tulane. And now that that kid's hurt and the backup came in, you know, that's a kid you have to go after in the portal if that kid hits support. You can't just, you like you said, maybe a quarterback, maybe he's not 6'4", and he's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not these guys. But you find a guy that's 5'11 and a half that can make all the throws, make all the plays. Maybe they should have taken the kid from St. Thomas last year that ended up at UConn and is starting as a freshman. You got to find guys yeah. that have flaws. And, and I mean, last year, Lake Gibson had um, the one defensive back, not Sam McCall, who ended up at Florida State, but the Javante kid. Um, I forgot where he ended up, but he's a type of kid that USF should be at a pull from Polk County. You know, and, yeah. and, and those well, are the, they've pulled in the past. Yeah. Is it they're not in the past? Yeah. So they, you know, there's definitely a lot of things that they can do with that program to improve the recruiting. I you know, the one the one thing I liked about Leverett, the one thing I liked about Taggart's recruiting is that they looked at the entire area that they lived in and realized where the the program had the cachet for the program was high. Respect for the program was high. They knew they could get kids in Polk County. They knew they could get kids in Pinellas County. They knew they were very – they were always strong in Sarasota, Bradenton, Fort Myers, you know, that Charlotte – those areas, those kids love – and you're down in Miami in your area, the kids that – and we've seen it a million times, kids that are that are Power 5 kids that – just don't want to leave the state or go too far. They don't want to go to the Big Ten or, or you know, really high-level G5 kids that don't want to go to the MAC or mm -hmm. don't want to go to, you know, they want to play in state. They want to be close to their families. They want to live in the city. You know, they would go to USF. They would go to UCF. So, you know, it's finding – and there's so many of them available. And there's so many that can play. We're talking about the quarterback situation. They had a great run. Between, you know, you had to think between Grothy and DJ Daniels and Quentin Flowers. They had a great run of QBs. Yeah. You know, because they, they took kids that were – all three of them had the same thing. They were all very talented. They were all great leaders. They were all a little short. And <laughs> that worked out for them. But they were all very good players there. Um, so, you know, they just I, – I think, I think if you had to ask me, I know the – USF fans are really kind of hoping that maybe they, maybe Jamie Chadwell's his uh his his the shine on him has dipped a little bit to where he go to a school like that consider that an upgrade and that 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 might be the type of creative person they need because Chadwell's always done a little bit more with less and taking some kids that didn't always fit the measurable but understood how to be football players so. I think that would be an interesting fit. I'd certainly be interested in it. Uh, you know, and also I think he's somebody that understands how to do a little bit more with less. I think the concern about when you bring over somebody like Jeff Scott is that Clemson has a lot. He's used to doing a lot with a lot. 
They now, don't me, have all men at USF. Let me ask you a question, all right? Yeah. You take Scott Satterfield. He's most likely going to get fired at Louisville uh, pretty yeah. soon. I mean, he, yeah, you know, he, had, he had a lot of success at App State. He's had a lot of success as an offensive coordinator. He does know how to run a program. Would you take a shot at him at USF? Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think he's forgotten how to win. No. I just don't think it's going to work for me in Louisville. I don't think he's forgotten what to do. The guy was great at App State. He he was part of Mario's staff at FIU, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knows about recruiting in Florida. He knows about this thing. Heck yeah, I would take a take a flyer on him. You know, especially if you know if you can get him in at a good rate, you assume you would because Louisville's gonna owe him some money. But yeah, I would do that. I would I would consider that if I were them. I think there's the thing is. Coaches know you can win there, and the good ones will win there. And but you know they've had some hires that weren't as good, and they're not going to win there. But I, I think Scott Satterfield can win there. I would take a chance, but yeah. I would also take a chance on Kendall. I would take a chance on Jamie Chadwell. I would, you know, if, if James Coley was really interested, I would certainly bring him in because I think Coley could recruit. I think he would build a talent base. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a few guys out there. I think that I think they would have more. I think the job would be more intriguing than people think it would be. You know? Yeah, I, I think Coley would be a good hire, but it's it comes down to he's not a coordinator, so he may get overlooked. But they need somebody that can flat out recruit the state of Florida. Yeah. Uh, they, need, recruit. they need somebody to bring a talent. Yeah, they like, need to flip the they need to flip the roster over. Yeah, this is a this is a team that should be just running around, flying around, flying <laughs> the football, making some plays. Just you know, that's that's the type of program USF should 